sand through the hourglass. So goes the time on the R&B show. And now the two guys that are still waiting for their dance on Fortnite. Here's Ricardo and Brett. Rosie forgot the Can You Dig It. You did. It's just got to do it. Do it quick. All right. Can you dig it? Now, now we can. Now we can start. See, because uh, they do that, and then it'll throw the whole show off. Just like what happened to Brett uh, on Monday, something threw him off in the Packers show, and he was he was just a complete mess the whole time. Oh, that's well, right. Make sure yeah. that that happens for me. I don't want to be a complete effort. mess. But uh, yeah, welcome to the R and B show, uh, season number uh, two in uh, episode number three. Uh, overall, but well, actually, episode number three of this season. Let's say episode, episode. It always sounds like Star 41. Wars over here. Do we say Webb? We should. We should, we should have a strolling marquee like the oh know, yeah, Star could, Wars we thing. Could. You know, I think it'd be good. But uh, only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley. I'm your co-host Ricardo Aguayo, sitting alongside with me as always, Brett Christofferson. Crabby. Yeah, Crabby, Brett Christofferson, uh, CBC. We're both with USA Today Network Wisconsin. Uh, and don't forget about Jim Rose. Rosie. Rosie. Call him Rosie. Over there behind uh, a, a new, uh, what, what do you call that, audio board? Is That, yeah. what that would be a new audio board. And then yes. uh, hanging out as always with us, uh, for at least for the last couple uh, episodes, has been Trent Retz, Trent, Trent. Retzloff? Tetzloff. Tetzloff. Trent Tetzloff? Yep. Sorry, I'm going to call you Double T because I like that better. But uh, That's, that's Ricardo. For me. Don't worry about Trent. He, uh, <laughs> he butchers names. He's, he's butchered my name many times. And oh, we worked together yeah, for, thanks like for sharing. Years. Thanks for sharing that, Brent. But, uh, hey, listen. I'm tired of this rain. Yeah. How's your, how's your basement doing? It's fine, actually. It's oh. everything's good. My my roof uh, is a little. I, I think I'm going to need a new roof. I think there, there's there's small. It, um, it's not damp. It, there's just some small leaks in my basement. Uh, that's oh, that's normal. And when you get okay. like five inches of rain, yeah, in the it's last it's finished. But I don't have any any problems so far, and but it's starting to worry me a little bit because I don't like it. What about you, Rosie? Real quick, are you underwater again? Uh, not completely underwater. We do have a few streams, but nothing too horrible. Yeah, so. Uh, what, do you do, what are you supposed to do? I mean, our house that we live in is almost 100 years old. And yeah, the basement point. has, one part of the basement has like this little, I call it a little ditch in the, in, the, in the ground so that if water does seep in, it's never like a flood. It's just like seepage, I call it. It hits this channel and runs into our drain pit. Okay. So it's kind of like its own system. All right. But there's another part of the basement. I mean, we, we, we've had like tons of rain. We have. Not even, and it's not even what south, uh, southern part of the state's right. been getting. They're just getting bombarded with rain. Trent, so. I didn't ask you, but I'm assuming that, uh, I don't know if you own a house or not. Uh, uh, no, my, my apartment's uh, nice and clean. Fun, I guess. Yeah. Second, are you on the second level? Are you on the second yeah, level? Second Attaboy. level yep. Attaboy. Always get the second level <laughs> so people aren't pounding around. Up well, I got a little exactly. leak uh, upstairs. Uh, a little leak. Uh, well, it's an old roof now. I mean, it looks okay, but it, it's starting to uh, show its wear. Well, the good thing about that, is it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to replace. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going I'm to start calling <laughs> roofing companies and, because I don't want to... Uh, uh, Two feet of snow sitting on my roof oh, if it's <laughs> not ready to go. But you know what? I took you know I took a nice bike ride yesterday. I tried. It was about 13 miles, which is a little light for me. The the humidity. Humidity. I can't get a good deep cleansing breath anymore. I had I, I had to stop my ride. It's like I can't take a deep breath in this in this air. I'm tired of the humidity, Ricardo. Just carrying an oxygen tank on behind you. You know, put it right up there. I love it. summer, <laughs> but I'm tired of this humid weather. And it's been not only a lengthy humidity, but 
sticky and thick. Yeah, well, uh, well, Gosh, I just find it terrible. interesting that we've had all this rain the last couple of weeks, and we didn't have anything basically through June and July. Yeah. In the first couple of weeks of August, and now we're getting it all dumped on. But uh, it's supposed to get better after today. Let's hope because okay, and this will come up in a little bit when I talk about Nina soccer. But uh, the fields are all a mess because I was just over yeah, there. Yeah, they had to restripe it, right? Yeah, and uh, last night I, I went to talk to the coaches, and it was just it was like walking around uh, on the Everglades, man. It, it was it was wet, it was wild. Uh, not conducive to good soccer playing, I'll tell you that right good now. Good thing this isn't the spring and all the baseball. Games. Yeah, and I'll, so I'll talk about that a little bit when we talk about the, the Nina soccer team. But, uh, yeah, again, R&B show, let's talk about some topics coming up here. I'm going to put us all on the spot, Brett. After a third of the season, I'm going to say, who are our championship contenders in Ooh. football? I'm going I'm I'm to get your thoughts on that. I'm going to get Rosie's thoughts on that. Hell, I might even have Trent uh, give me a thought on that as well. Did you just swear? I said heck. <laughs> okay. Uh, with a couple L's. Uh, why are we doing Spash Appleton North? That's my next topic, Brett. Almost. And uh, you're going to have to let everyone know why, why we're doing a game that involves two teams that have one win. Between I have both. not heard any uh, negativity okay, good. so far. But we'll, we'll, we'll kind of you know, cut so that we'll off at the on. pass. And then I'll talk a little bit about Nina Soccer. And then uh, a couple other things I want to talk about. If we do have time, is uh, real quick, get your – I was thinking about this the other day. Who's the best high school football player that you have ever seen and most wow. noteworthy team, no, most noteworthy football team other than Kimberly? That's an easy one. You can't say Kimberly. It's got to be an, another team that you saw play. Okay, so that's why I want to pick your brain a little bit on that. But first, who are championship contenders? Now, uh, it's real easy kind of to look at the teams that are undefeated uh, throughout our uh, area anyway. And, and, and in Divisions 1 and 2, you're talking about Nina, Menasha. Um, in Divisions three, for se- 3 through 7, it's Little Shoot, Wrightstown, Hilbert. Those are our, I guess, what, five or six undefeated teams. So, uh, Brett, what team quickly comes off uh, that roster of teams I just gave you? Just one team? Give me the one if team. If I that think there's one team that really has a good shot, I mean. A, a it has to be from that undefeated. Don't be saying Kimberly. No, I won't. Okay. All right, go ahead. It's Little Shoot. Okay. And why Little Shoot? I, I, think, they're, I think they have the, the perfect blend right now. They're always, I, I've said this before, I think they, they always have a very really good defense. Okay. Always, always. Although uh, I know size in the back end at the cornerback spot is a little bit of a concern, so if they do play a team that has some big receivers down the line and a passing team, that could be problematic. But right now they have a big offensive line, uh, an experienced offensive line, and two really good running backs, and Isaac Van Dersen and Bryce Schumacher. They've okay. got Noah Miller at quarterback. they got two really good receivers with Speed and Jacob Lilge and Adam Hippis. They can run. They can throw. They can control the clock. They can uh, protect the quarterback. And they got a defense that can uh, swarm to the football, and they uh, they kind of hammered a pr- pretty good Luxembourg Casco team uh, in week three. They've already got two of their their three tough toughest games out of the way. I mean, the rivalry game with Freedom, and now this game with Casco, both trophy games, by the way. The county end sign for Freedom, and the uh, the LC sign for the Casco uh, Little Shoe one. They're gonna go. They're gonna be eight zero going into that week nine live stream uh, when. Uh, they take on Wrightstown, and I think that's going to be for the conference championship, a game that we'll stream in week nine. But I just I really like what they've done. Brian Richkowski has led the team to a state championship appearance recently and a state semifinal appearance, so they kind of have that pedigree too. It's a team that is a program that eh, kind of had some, some bumps not all that long ago, but uh, the last season under Greg Enns and now all through Brian Richkowski's uh, era, they've, they've been a playoff participant in a, in a conference championship contender. It's been a long time since the Mustangs have put a, a number on that conference championship wall for football. I think this is the year they're going to get it done, and I think they're going to make a deep run. Okay. Uh, I agree with you. I'm, an, uh, I'm sorry. I agree with you on Little Shoot, but my pick is going to be Menasha. A little bit of a surprise. I'm going on the limb, 
and, and you now granted, I don't. I think you and I both agree they weren't that impressive beating Xavier. I mean, they went they won forty one to twenty one. We think they can do better. That's what I'm, I guess, banking on that Menasha is going to put it all together, because uh, they have very very similar to Little Shoot. They have a lot of outstanding playmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a matter of the mental mistakes with them. I'm thinking that they can get that done, and uh, you know, hopefully get get a little bit of that swagger and that toughness back that they used to have in the VFA South. Now that they, I don't know, sometimes you, you think maybe it's missing over there in the Bay. I actually am a believer in Menasha. I think they can do it. I'm calling it right now. I think they're going to reach the title game. I'm not saying they're going to win. Just saying they're going to get to the, the D2 championship game over there at Camp Randall. And real quick, Rosie, who are you thinking? You, Kim- can't, it's got, you can't say Kimberly. I know. Give me the list again because I was okay. adjusting a camera. Nina, Menasha, uh, Little Shoot, Wrightstown, Hilbert. Those are our six Ooh. or five undefeated teams. I'm going to say, I'm going to have to go with Brett. I'm going to say little shoot. Because okay. um, Nina, while they're probably a really good team, I'm not, you know, not dissing them or anything, they got to go through some tough yeah. teams. That's right. right. But uh, one thing I think, and uh, why I say little shoot is, I think Miller is really kind of an underrated quarterback. I think well, that's because it's his first year playing quarterback. Yeah. And I, I kind of think he's, he's even going to progress even better, which is going to really help that offense. So okay. I got to go with, with little shoot. Okay. Uh, now, now I want to also say out there, little shooters, uh, I, I'm on board with what Brett and Rosie are saying. I just <laughs> felt I wanted to go with Menasha as well. Trent. I'm going to have to side with you on this one. I'm going to go with Menasha because it, it came down to Menasha and Nina for me. And uh, Menasha's too big up front. Ah, there you go. There. And uh, I think, like Rosie said, Nina's going to have to go through too much uh, Fond du Lac and, yeah. and Kimberly. So. The, either one of those. They're going to have to play either one of those teams. Uh, yeah. And that's asking a lot. Well, not even that. You, Nina might have to play Bayport or somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bayport's so, really good. They're yeah, undefeated uh, right now. They got speed. So, uh, the, unfortunately. But I have a lot of respect for what Nina's doing. They're, yeah, I do, They're too. top yep. notch. But that, that, that is a – a gauntlet to try to get through to get to, to Camp Randall, where you think, remember Brian Richkowski's first year with Little Shoot? It's going to sound bad to say it, but they, they did have an easy road to get to Camp Randall. They went mm-hmm. out to play like Bloomer, Spencer Columbus, you know, those teams that. Oh, that's right. They did play Spencer Columbus. I remember Spencer You know, Columbus, teams yeah. that uh, they should handle, uh, especially with, you know, how Little Shoot is. They've always been pretty good athletically. Here's my thing with Menasha. I, I agree with you, too. Run the ball. They, they, <laughs> yeah. I thought there was a time in that game uh, last week <laughs> right. against Xavier where they, they were ready to put it away, and then I thought they tried to rely too much on the passing game. Right. And I know uh, Cole Pope is a really good quarterback, and he can step back and throw. He had all day to do it with that big offensive line. They got Riley Zirpel as a, as a wideout, an, an athlete. Used Zirpel more in the running game, too. Um, and they got Rail, Tyler Rail is a really good running back. To call, uh, Calderon. Calderon is a good mm-hmm. running back. Man, they could really just pound teams uh, on the ground and I thought that was a moment where uh, I was thinking man just run the ball just and, run the ball and and I, I, I gotta I, agree with Brett on that because there was that time where that I uh, can't remember the Xavier linebacker's name but he missed up strand easy pick six yeah was it number 44 well, he, Max he, strand? yeah it wasn't an easy pick six but if he gets that and gets that pick six it's 21 21 all of a sudden right and but I, with that offensive line like that, I mean, you could just wear a defense and, down. And here's the thing. That offensive line wasn't healthy. They were missing two guys, actually, two <laughs> starters. Gosh. I was talking to Solak afterwards. So uh, they're, they were missing one of their other guys, and then some guys were playing hurt. They weren't 100%. He goes, wait till later in the year when we get it all together. We're going to be a – and I'm actually playing a story on that, a dominating unit. It's one thing to see at the D1 level. We saw that with Appleton North uh, last year, perhaps. But uh, to see it at the D2 level, yeah. right? That offensive line is going to have to kind of take charge of that team and, and, and get them where they need to be. So that's why that they're my pick, along with Little Shoot. I agree with Little Shoot as well. So 
looks like we have a, a what a consensus in a way, right? So two yeah. little shoot, mm-hmm. two go for Nasha. There you go, right? And uh, don't forget about Kimberly. And yeah, right. We're we're assuming Kimberly's going to be there. So well, you know, <laughs> not, I'm, I'm not assuming. I'm assuming Kimberly's going to be there. Actually, there they'll they'll be heard from. And that is no disrespect disrespect to Nina Wrightstown and Hilbert, the fine teams. But uh, we had a we got to do it. We hey, we got a Facebook. Uh, all right. Comment from uh, Dooley Detchen, our uh, our friend. Uh, she said, from this camera angle, it almost looks like Ricardo is sporting a halo, but that can't be true. Yes. Oh, go Packers, that poor no. Bears oh, fan. Yeah, from camera two, I think it's the, the oh, iron. Yeah. Well, people do find me. You no, know. no. She's saying because you're a Bears fan, you're the, you're the devil. You're not, you oh. don't have a halo. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's not. Be- well, you Thanks know, for I'm watching, not. I'm, not I'm the devil, but not because of that. But okay. But, you know, <laughs> uh, you know I'll, I'll be judged like we all will be, Brett. Uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, but, hey, let's switch topics right away. <laughs> Why are we doing Spash Appleton Northbred? Why? Why does Why it bother you? I don't know. I'm just asking a question. Why does I, it bug you I so I just much? feel like i got to ask a question while we're doing a game that features uh, 0-3 Spash, 1-2 yeah. Appleton North. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm well, just talking. Here, here's the thing. First of all, I put it on social media yesterday, and this was after a a long thought, long thought out process where I picked your brain, Mike Sherry's brain. We were debating all Friday night. Well, here's the thing. Back in March, again, when the schedule was set, this was the scheduled game. Appleton North Spash was a no-brainer. And when you look at the the week four schedule, they're just, you know, you get those weeks sometimes at the high school season. You get them in the NFL. You get them in college. There just aren't a lot of great marquee matchups. So when it got down to it, we just thought it's still two big schools. You still got Appleton North that – can turn it around, mm-hmm. and, and you got Spash that uh, played Kimberly really actually pretty tough last week, and two teams, uh, you, you kind of flip it, that are fighting for their playoff lives right now. Uh, neither team can afford a loss at this point. Two programs that traditionally are very strong and have made deep runs in the playoffs, there really still wasn't a better matchup, so let's just stick with uh, the game plan and, and move forward. Plus, it uh, gives us a chance to go to Gerke, gives us a chance to Go to, bu- go to Bills? Uh, no, there will no, there'll be no Bills on, on uh, Friday night, unfortunately. Oh. I've, I've been told that that is not allowed. Uh, so, But it gives us an opportunity to, to, re- to go into a, the, the, our central markets as well and, and Spash as a premier school. So in an odd sort of way, it's still a really big game because of uh, both teams are fighting for their playoff lives. And let's not forget about it. Look at the schedule both teams have played so far mm-hmm. this year. Appleton North has lost to uh, well, Fond du Lac and... Um, was it Nina? Yeah. And yep. Kimberly, or I'm sorry, Spash has lost to Kimberly and Nina. Right. Those are all highly ranked teams uh, in the state. In fact, if you look at the Division One coaches poll, I think it's Fond du Lac, Kimberly, and uh, Nina are all ranked in, in within the top four. I think it's Fond du Lac 1, Kimberly 2, and Nina 4. So it's not like the Apple and North and Spash have played a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> They're playing the, the best of the best in the state of Wisconsin, and it's just been a rugged schedule for those two schools. So we're going to stick with the big schools, the big enrollments, and get back into the Valley Football Association, a, a conference that we haven't seen since week one. And uh, we'll keep moving forward. That I don't – yeah, I mean, I, I wanted you to explain to everybody, just in case it comes up, uh, you know, and we'll bring it up also during the live stream as well. Hey, to go listen to the podcast, you'll find out why Brett did what he did. Or maybe you can explain it at that point as well. But, okay, well, that's What the, were the poll results? I didn't put it on poll. I mean, we did oh. look at the, the other okay. two matchups we looked at as we – thought about switching the schedule and now through f- the first four weeks we have kept the schedule th- yep. the same you know uh it was fondy and kimberly week one amherst springs which get, gave us actually very good numbers in week yeah. two manasha zaver disappointing in numbers actually the last week in week three even though that was a, a good big conference showdown 
But um, in in Spash and Apple the North, those are the first four so far on the schedule. But um, I you know, I don't know. It, it's it's tough when you pick. You got to pick the schedule out well in advance. Doesn't mean we can't switch things up a little bit. And maybe next week is an opportunity to do that. But um, I was gonna say Little Shoot Marinette was a possibility. And you know just because of what the Mustangs did last week against Luxembourg Casco. Although I looked at Marinette, and uh, you know they're not favored to do much in in the in the uh, northeastern and um they did get blown out by wrightstown which is the other really good team in that league and they barely beat o an o'connell falls team which isn't very good i think like that was like a 34 27 game and then we looked at marshfield and kakana uh marshfield's three and oh kakana's two and one that that weighed <laughs> heavily on on us as well but I, I i think this is the right choice it's still two premier programs spash in Appleton, they just—they've had a, a gauntlet. Speaking of a gauntlet of a schedule, it's been tough for these first few weeks for those two programs. Right. It's so, all you know. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're able to explain it in full. And we did consider other teams out there. So at the end, I think Brett, Brett made the right choice uh, doing Appleton North. It, it's really a Spash. playoff game. It, it is. Uh, it, they're playing for their playoff lives. Yeah. Really, is what it comes down to. Because if Spash goes to 0 and 4. I don't want to say that they're out. I mean, but that's that—that uh, that is a tremendous hole to climb out of, Brett. Well, it, yeah, absolutely. And even Appleton North at one and three, knowing that Kimberly's still on the schedule later on in Week Seven, which is a game where we'll stream. <laughs> Rob Som doesn't want to have three losses going into that that Kimberly game, and I'd have to check the rest of their schedule and how it looks. But you're playing with fire at that point. Interesting, interesting. I think they only have eight games on the regular season schedule again this year. Yeah, they too. do. That's right, Brett, because they have that. Uh, because they weren't able to schedule that non-conference opponent like last year. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's going to work out where they have week nine off uh, in that way. But I'm going to switch topics again back over to uh, soccer, boys soccer, which we've been uh, you know, not giving enough love to the last couple of weeks here. But I want to give a big shout-out to Nina Soccer. Let me tell you, they beat Kimberly yesterday 4 to nothing. They look good, didn't they? They look outstanding. And they did it, Brett, in some horrible conditions. That field... Over there at Papermaker Field, it's not Papermaker Stadium. It's Papermaker. Right Maker behind, Field. yeah, I know. Right exactly behind, right over there by J.R. Garrett. Why couldn't they play on the turf? Uh, there was the, the eighth grade football team was playing. I, I want to see the get JV the eighth graders off the turf. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Versus a varsity sport? Yeah, well, hey, that's you take that up with Coach McGinnis. I have nothing to do with that, uh, or, or Ryan McGinnis. Actually, that that soccer field is a pretty nice setup uh, back there. Uh, think again, my friend, because it didn't drain very well. well it, was, it was a sopping mess. Car, we've had. Eight inches of rain. Yeah, I know I mean. that, but this is where you want to have that turf. In fact, I was talking to some of the folks there. They were expecting it to be on the turf. So a little angry. Not, yeah, a little upset uh, because these aren't just two you know, ragtag teams. These are seen as two of the top teams in, in, in the FBA. By the way, Nina ranked number three in the state, uh, the Wisconsin Soccer Coaches Association. They looked every bit as good as their ranking was. They are 7-0, they are and 2-0 on the FBA. Brett, they have allowed one goal all season. That was in the first game. And they look, and I've seen this team win a state championship or that program way back, I want to say in 2008 or 2009, under Coach Harry Kellerman, who was there watching, by the was way. Was he really? He was state way he up high in the stands. Legendary. Wa legendary coach, a living legend who was sitting gruff. there watching. Uh, you know, to talk to him, he, he could have been, you know. A little gruff. Once you get to know him a little bit, he's like a big old bear. You know, he, just, he, he gets to be really cool afterwards. But, yeah, they looked outstanding. And i uh, got to give credit to Coach Ross because I think uh, – this Nina team has what it takes to get down to U-Line, and we have had a dearth of teams. We have had no teams actually make it to, to U-Line. I want to say last year, both for the Post Crescent area in both boys' and girls' soccer, that is absolutely you can't have that happen, especially an area like ours, which prides itself on its soccer. To have that happen is, is inexcusable. But this year, I think this Nina team has what it takes, Brett. Uh, 
Yeah, FBA soccer. It's been down a little bit, but now it looks to be coming back, and it's going to be led by uh, uh, Nina. That's good to see. You know, Nina's got a proud soccer tradition. You covered there. some of those games, didn't you? Way back, back in the day. Way, way back in the day, yeah, with, with Harry Kelderman. I think uh, Don Thompson was on the girls' side. That's our colleague Andy Thompson, his brother. I think it was a Goggins was a coach. Uh, uh, yes, I remember that name. Yeah, so uh, a lot of good soccer. Boy, they talk about facilities. Uh, they got a great setup at Memorial oh, Park uh, at Nina. Um, now, that's a soccer a, they, field. Yeah, there. they got a lot going on over there. Uh, yeah, so congratulations again to Nina Soccer. I talked to Thomas Priest, who had a couple of goals, and they're a confident bunch. And uh, So where is the uh, the epicenter of, of uh, prep soccer? Is it still got southeast Wisconsin? Of course, and that's that's where I was expecting, okay, well, maybe the, F, the, the Fox Valley is kind of pulling that away a little bit because they had great teams with Xavier. FEL won a state championship one year. Appleton North Girls Soccer won not too long ago. When I kind of made it to the state championship game, I want to say two years ago. Just remember. Classic Ace is the best football conference in the state, so they, well, they got it all going in Southeast. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin. I guess so. I guess we're just a bunch <laughs> of nothings up here. So. Well, apparently so. Yeah, but uh, hey, we'll switch topic and we'll wrap up here with a little bit of this and that. Who's the best high school football player that you've ever Ooh. seen play, Brett? Well, you're putting me on the spot. Can't, I, I can't answer that right now. I have to think through that. Uh, the best ever? That, that you ever saw play. Ooh, come back to me. Go oh, to Rosie. Boy. Rosie, do you have anybody Whoa. come out to your mind? Uh, let me see. I'm just trying to think short term here. Uh... That's a tough one. Wow. I would say just off the top of my head, not being able to think about it, probably so far Blair Mulholland. I was, okay. That's who I was thinking about too, or or Jamie Wells. He was he was explosive. But I, I, are you talking about even if I'm like a kid watching it, growing up in Stevens Point, like? Oh, I guess you can go back like if, that far. like 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 are you talking about like Rocky Blyer? I mean, I didn't see him play. No, 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 no. You had to you have to actually witness the man play or the boy the the, the athlete mm-hmm. play. Not not just out as a boy, really as you can take it all in and understand, you know, why he's that special. We'll go back to you. Trent, Trent's got one. Um you guys will probably remember this guy, Steve Lightfoot for Appleton. Oh, oh yeah, Stevie, Stevie Touchdown we used to yeah. call him. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was he was like of a player, good guy number 21. Yep. See, I remember Stevie him, Touchdown. Yeah. That's a, they had such a good lot of good running backs their, back there. Their, uh, their, uh, their playoff game up at Stevens Point is what kind of started off our little. Uh, that was like ten years ago. Yeah, now. Our, li- our little live stream, our, our little uh, that we had with the WIA a little bit. I remember that. How about like uh, Kevin Rohr, the quarterback uh, at Xavier, Matt Ferris. Uh, Matt Ferris okay. Yeah. Oh, Ferris. Gatorade, good, Gatorade yeah. Player of the Year. I mean, man, he could. He, he w- both of those quarterbacks were so smart. I remember talking. Remember old Hortonville coach Jeff Nault. I think his kid mm-hmm. might be on on Nina's I think he is actually. Yeah. Jeff Nault played for the Badgers, but he was a head coach at Hortonville when that really great Xavier team. I think it was oh four oh five. We, we talked about it on the, on the webcast on Friday. It was Kevin Rohr was a quarterback. Lee Wyland was a receiver. They made it to level four and they lost to I think Sturgeon Bay at Manitowoc. I covered that game, and uh, I remember talking to Coach Nault though during the regular season. This was when Xavier and Hortonville were in the same conference. Mm-hmm. It was the Valley Eight, I think, back then. Or the very first part of the Eastern Valley, but you know when Hortonville was not the FBA that we know today, and Nault said he, I, he <laughs> there was a play that they, a defensive call that they came in and, and Roar was taking you know reading the defense and I, I can still see Nault on the side. Look at him! Look at him reading the defense! Look at this kid! You know he's he, this is a, a former Badger, a guy that's got extensive football mm-hmm. uh, experience. So it was, was just bragging about uh, this quarterback from Xavier and how. He was changing the play and knew exactly what they wanted to do defensively. And that's the same thing Matt Ferris did as well. I think they would sometimes call two, maybe even three plays. Right. And then Matt Ferris had the, the – it was up to him on what he wanted to call based on how he could read a defense. So Xavier's had to talk about quarterback U. They've had a couple really, really nice signal callers back in the day who have led them 
on deep playoff runs. Wow. I think I remember a time when Ferris actually, because he's so good at reading defenses too, he actually made up a play to the tight end, and the coach said, we don't have that play. He goes, we do now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think they is. threw a touchdown. I think that's why, he stuck, that's why he stuck with the Badgers basketball. He was so good at helping run the scout team. Well, I, I, Jamison Wells is what comes to forefront for me just because of what all the stuff he could do. He was incredible, good receiver, kick returner, um, also outstanding defensive back, was a player of the year in the state, uh, much like Mulholland was as well. Uh, so he comes to four or five. But then another person just t- popped in my head right now, and this name is a little maybe uh, might not be familiar with Trent, but Aaron Stecker. You ever remember Aaron oh, Stecker? Yeah. He yeah. comes to mind because I did actually go and see a playoff game of his. It was back, I think, when I was in high school. Uh, I remember we all wanted to go see the Stecker kid from Ashwabanon, you know, so we all went up and, and watched him play. <laughs> we were just shocked. He ran for like 200-some yards or whatever, some playoff game. And that, that kid sticks out in my mind. I think he made it to the NFL too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he? did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, – Saints. So yeah. Jamison Wells and Aaron Stecker, I guess, stick out for me in terms of players that just caught my eye. I thought for sure Rosie would say Rocky Beagle, Wisconsin I, I, Rapids. Oh, well, Vince Beagle's dad yeah, played I at never, BYU. It was funny because in high school I never went to the games, actually. But, of course, I went to Assumption. Yep. But, yeah, um, I never saw Rocky play, and I never saw Vince play either. But uh, you would think I would, being from Rapids. You would think a big Well, my Friday nights are kind of taken up, but not back then. Well, actually, they were. I had to work Friday nights, too. Oh, I thought maybe you were just a ladies' man, a carousing. <laughs> oh, I wish, yeah. I remember Jamie Rose. Wells, didn't he have a big punt return or kickoff return in that state championship yes, game where it just opened up and he was gone? Yeah. Went to play uh, baseball and football Northern at Northern Illinois. Illinois I think That's then true. switched just to baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, a heck of an athlete. Here's, here's when you're starting to feel old. Last year he was one of the honorary captains at, yes. at a Kimberly game, right. like, and he has, like, kids now or something. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. He was just playing, like, two years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, right, exactly. Well, here, here's a here's – a, a, Are a, you going to do a story on that? On what? On the the best high school football. That's, is that, is well, that I'm not saying that, that I'm going to be doing that, but that's a good idea. I probably should. I mean, I've been I've been toying with the idea of, of yeah. not just that, but my next question, most noteworthy team, other than Kimberly, okay, football team that you remember seeing play. I'll start this one if you don't mind. Go ahead. Mine, well, not, we're not including Kimberly. Mine is the Rippin championship team from 2000, I want to say three or four. Uh, that team rang, ran the single wing offense like a – offense from the 1920s no one could prepare for it they ran obscene amounts of rushing yards i think they ran for four thousand close to five thousand rushing yards <laughs> they passed the ball like never you know so yeah. they were actually in con- they averaged like 450 rushing yards a game you know so this was a team that was putting up numbers that uh, that were close to national records and stuff i remember ellis minor uh they had two they had a 2000 yard rusher and a 1500 yard rusher and their quarterback almost ran for a thousand yards as r- w- w- was like seven or eight hundred Rushing yards. It was insane the, the, the oh, way. And, and it was Co- Coach Gillespie from Ripon College, right? Mm. I'm thinking of Gordy Gillespie. He, he was their offensive coordinator. And this guy was, I mean, he, he looked like Lombardi walking up and down the sidelines. He was, he was, he was you know, he had the hat, he had, he had the fedora, you know, and he just had, ran this 20s, 30s offense. And no one could prepare for it. It's one thing the conference kind of knows them a little bit, but when you go out in the playoffs and you have a week to prepare for that single wing and you've never no, – no coaches have ever seen that offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just, ran, they just ran wild over everyone in the playoffs and, the one, and won the championship. It was, it was unlike any other team I've ever seen before hmm. in terms of domination and the offense that they were running. So th- that I actually saw play? So I yeah. can't say the, the, the 1969 Chilton. No, no un- it's got to be what you saw play. With Dave Casper. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go outside the box here. I'm gonna say, and you guys are gonna chuckle. But how about the 2013 Winnicani football team okay. that entered the playoffs with a losing record yes. and ended up winning the state championship Good game? One. The last uh -huh. loss they suffered, if memory serves. My son was a senior on the Little Shoot team. Even had an interception in that game that beat Winnicani at Winnicani, and that I think proved to be their final loss of the season. And then they ended up running the table. I thought they entered pl the playoffs either at were they four and five? Four and five. And ended up winning, what, the next uh, five games to end up, what, what would that have been, like nine and five as your state championship team? And I want to say they beat Platteville in the championship I'll look game. that up. Bo. And Platteville, I, if I remember right, was also a team that was a little bit of a Cinderella. Uh, any other year, but kind of uh, Winnicani took that mantle. You know who else beat Winnicani that year? Amro. But no. both for the China Bowl. But, I, you know, I, I, that was noteworthy in the sense that I think they were, they had, like, Maybe the most losses by a ch yeah. state champion or one or tied for that. So yeah. All right, I, I like that pick, Brett. Thank uh, we'll, you. Quick, we'll get we'll get over to Rosie quick. Oh, I'm trying. Well, see, I don't cover the teams like you guys do. So okay. I'm just, well, I'm just trying to remember. I mean, I remember like most memorable game just right off the top of my head was probably the uh, what was that? Was that 2015 uh, Manasha Xavier where. Uh, uh, who was the quarterback? Kind of pretty much carried the team on his back. Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Nope. nope. Or Ferris. Uh, not Ferris. I was quarterback after Ferris. Oh, um, Plaman? No, not nope. Plaman. Before nope. oh, him. Uh, right. Simon. 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 Yeah. Simon. Where he pretty much. Well, they were down by two scores, and with less than what was it, two minutes left, and he came back and won the game yep. for him. Yeah, and I think that was when Manasha's only lost during the regular season. Yeah, and that yeah. was just. I thought that was just a gutsy performance. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll count. We'll count that. Anybody for you, Trent? Uh, I would have to go with that 2014 Menasha team with Tyler Johnson, yeah. as we just mentioned. They, I mean, I remember watching them on their on their run to the championship, and uh, Tyler Johnson was just he just carried them, and put them on his back. It was it was pretty cool to watch. Now a linebacker for uh, the Wisconsin yeah, Badgers, yeah. and uh, yeah, that that galvanized Menasha. So Brett, uh, they they did beat the nine and five. Uh, yeah, it was, was Winnicani in 2013 state title game. Winnicani ended up nine and five. They beat Platteville, which finished nine and five. 28 to 14. Check this out. Arrowhead Division One champs, 13 and one. Then Kimberly in Division Two, 14 and 0. Monona Grove in Division Three, 14 and 0. Stanley Boyd, 14 and 0 in D5. <laughs> yeah. Shyocton, 14 and 0 in D6. Blackhawk, 14 and 0 in D7. And then you have Winnicott at nine and five in go. D4. And I think I wrote a column after that saying they have given every team hope that enters the playoffs because they were, in terms of record, the worst team to enter the playoffs. And then they go and they win you know, the D4 crown. So they basically, any team literally has a shot to win it all because if no matter what your record is getting into the playoffs, just get into the playoffs. I'm going to look at that what uh, about game schedule up here. Did Tyler Donovan's team win? Tyler Johnson? No, Donovan. Oh, Donovan from Arrowhead. Yeah, Arrowhead. The, his, they won the championship that year that he played Cuba. Uh, then he I went on to play I Wisconsin. I can't remember what year that was. When Arrowhead used why, to be. Why are you going to change your team now? No, that's that's about the only one, the only other like team, and I can remember where I was impressed with the team. So check that I misspoke. Uh, that that 2013 Winnicott team, they lost to Little Shoot 20 to 14. That was a one, two, three, four week six game. So they were two and four at that time. The very next week, they got hammered by Xavier 42 to nothing, and then they went out and won the rest of their games. They got and into the playoffs. The table. So, I mean, some of these losses, they weren't close. No. Freedom beat up 28 to nothing. Amro beat them 21 to 7. Wapaka 34 to 12. <laughs> and then Little Shoot uh, beat them by the touchdown. But then Xavier, again, 42 to nothing. Those were, those were and, and I weapons. Yeah. I remember that game thinking to myself, 
because you know again my son was playing on on little shoot that that season and after the game there is not a thought in my mind that I was watching the future Division Four state champions on right. the field that night. Exactly. If yeah. anything, we thought maybe the Mustangs would make a run, but uh, it was Winnicani that. Well, look at they—they they played uh, River Valley, Watoma, Nakusa, and then Somerset, Somerset. in the Somerset's level four. Somerset's the only team out of those collection of Motley Crew uh, playoff uh, teams there that actually has some sort of semblance of a tradition. <laughs> and um, they had to beat FVL and Ripon just to get in, and they they squeaked past FVL twenty to fourteen and Ripon thirty five twenty two just to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and then Somerset—that's a power, it's a state power program. They beat them sixteen to fourteen. Wow. In the state semifinals in Marshfield, so Brett, I got to give it to you. That's, a, that's a, a good one. That's a good one from Winnicani. Uh, so yeah, well, hey, that's uh, one more thing before we got to preview our tonight's uh, roundtable that features Nina football players Logan Iden and Logan Moreau. They're coming the Logan in show. the Logan Show. They're coming in later tonight at seven o'clock. So please tune in postcrescent.com uh, or on facebook.com/postcrescent uh, so to watch uh, the big Nina guys. They've been asking to be on after week one. They're like Ricardo, are we coming on? Are we coming on? Are we coming on? I'm like now you're coming on. You're getting on your week four. Hopefully, uh, you know, you, we'll have plenty to talk about and uh, they'll share some of their thoughts on the great season they've been having. That's good. I'm looking forward. Uh, it's, it's been a while since, since Nina's really been a relevant football program. And it, I mean, I think that's fair to say, right? They, mm-hmm. made yeah, the playoffs a long, a couple, yeah. they made the playoffs a couple of years ago, I want to say, but they had a long stretch where they were really down and out. So it's, good. it's fun to see uh, the Rockets making the climb uh, back and, and being ranked in the state and, and – a shot to get to Madison, without a doubt. They, they've got the team that can do it. All right. So if the rivalry was still there, just to put you on the spot, Nina Menasha, if they played this year, this, <laughs> this year, that's a good yeah. question. How about this? We'll save that question for next week. Uh, I haven't seen Nina play yet. So yeah, because I, I haven't seen okay. Nina play yet. All right. Either. Yeah, that sounds so good. Hoping, we're hoping to see him in Week Eight though against yeah. Bondi. Yes. But uh, yeah, Fingers but in years, in years past, Menasha would have whipped them. Um, yeah. That's how much better Menasha had gotten yeah. uh, than Nina. I'm sure that was a little bit of a – I don't want to say it was a, a, the reason for, you know, the, the kind of sudden tur- turnaround, but you know, when you're getting beaten by Menasha, you know, if when you're Nina, what, two times as big as <laughs> Nasha? I mean, that, that's, that's – well, and, they, and they used to, and then Menasha got good and, and yeah. Nina got bad, and then Menasha moves to another conference. You see yeah. their facilities at Calder, although I know Rocket Stadium is really nice. I'm surprised, though, that they don't have turf yet. Oh, Calder's beautiful. Calder's Calder's fantastic. Great, great stadium. It's fun to see both programs doing well. But, yeah, that, we talked about that on the webcast. It would be nice if they could renew that rivalry again. Get Menasha yeah. back in the VFA where they or belong Or go to football. district play, but we'll talk more about that next week. But, all right, Rosie, cue the music, my friend, because that's a, the end of another edition of the R&B podcast. Brett's going about to throw a football there at the at camera, the, At the too. new cameras? Am I allowed to do this, Rosie? Oh, I don't know. Oh, well. It is just a Nerf ball. Come it on. is, yeah, it's a Nerf ball. Oh, I'm a little nervous to see do See you next this week. Now. Okay, I think I'm we're good. Go. A little high, Bye. but it still hit it. Yeah. I didn't want to hit the lens.